0: So mighty an earthquake and so great. The firmament appears to open and shut. The glory from the throne of God seems flashing through. The mountains shake like a reed in the wind and jagged, ragged rocks are scattered on every side. The Whole earth heaves and swells like waves to the sea. Its surface is breaking up. Its very foundations seem to be giving away. Mountain chains are sinking. Inhabited islands disappear. The seaports that have become like Sodom for wickedness are swallowed up by the angry waters. Great hailstones, everyone about the weight of a talent, are doing their work of destruction. That's a very vivid picture of what's going to happen when Christ returns to this earth. And it says a lot about the earth, uh, earth breaking up. It sounds a lot like it uh, was when the flood occurred, the great flood, you know, uh, the, the rocks were breaking up, the surface was breaking up, water swelling and spraying up from underneath. So it's going to be a lot going on at that time. As we, had, uh, as we have read in previous chapters, why, why are all these things occurring anyway? What's going on here? Anyone? What's going on at this point?
1: Um, this, is, um, this is the last, these are the events, the last event before the coming of Christ. And um, when the last seven plagues, which is the title of this, right?
0: Right. And so is the title of the chapter is Christ's Return. That's why all this is going on. As he prophesied in Matthew, a lot <laughs> of things happened before he returned to this earth. And this great earthquake, uh, the hailstones, all these things have been prophesied as the seventh last plague before he he returns. Uh, so it says hail is about the weight of a talent, and a talent weighs about 50 pounds. Mm. So sometime around here we get hailstones, and they're biggest I think they say size of a golf ball, maybe size of a baseball, you know, but nothing bigger than that. But here, these hailstones weigh 50 pounds. Man, can you imagine the destruction that's going to happen from a 50-pound block of ice coming from up in the air and hitting something? It's going to be a lot of destruction going on at that time. Again, it's showing that Christ is on his way. Uh, Nothing like this will ever happen again on this planet. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty amazing for those of us who are still alive and able to see it. Um, At our last chapter, we read, in chapter 18, we read about the 144,000 who are alive when Jesus returns. So that means there is going to be a lot of people who will be put to sleep before that time. There'll be a lot of people who pass away before Christ's return. So they won't get to see all these things happening. Only the 144,000 of saved and then whatever wicked are still around, they'll be the ones who will actually see these things happening. Uh, The the next paragraph, it says, Graves are open, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Does anyone know what the difference is going to be? Why are some everlasting life, some everlasting contempt? And do you know which people... Are in each class.
2: Well, I think that um, the ones who awaken to everlasting life are those who have died in the faith. And it says it in the third angel's message, come forth, glorified. But those who pierced him and those that mocked and derided him in his dying agonies, they're going to be the ones that are going to behold him in all his glory, but they are not going to partake in that glory.
3: Hmm.
1: well this yeah this is um the second group that you mentioned karen those are um considered a special resurrection because they are you know the right. wicked dead is not going to come back or be alive until um, right. jesus returns brings um heaven bring us back from heaven you know back to the earth right, right. these are those who have like they say mocked them and and I uh, refused him when he was here on earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Special resurrection for them.
0: Okay, so at the same paragraph on 271, it says, All who have died in the faith, all who have died in the faith, those are the believers in Christ, the third angel's message, come forth from the tomb, glorified to hear God's covenant of peace with those who have kept his law. So that's all of the saints, all of the righteous will be resurrected when Christ returns this time. Then it says...
1: Not, is that, are you sure? Because when it says of the third angel's message, it's going to be saints. It's going to be saints that were, um, that are in, but did not, and they died, but they didn't have the third angel's message. The third angel's message is for this day. I mean, that's just my understanding, so... But I don't
0: know. Well, when Christ returns, it says that all those that believe in him should be resurrected to go back to heaven with him for the thousand years, right?
1: Yeah. But I'm not. So that's
0: everybody that believes in him throughout history. It's not going to be any. When he comes back the third time, that's going to be the resurrection of the wicked. So this is talking about everyone who died in the faith of Christ.
1: Okay,
0: shall come uh, forth from the graves at that time. So then it says, they also which pierced him, that's what you were just mentioning about the special resurrection. That's why it's titled the special resurrection, because the only evil people who will be resurrected at that time are those who mocked and derided Christ while he was on the cross and the most violent oppressors of his truth. And his people are raised to behold him in his glory and see the honor placed upon the loyal and the obedient. So anyone who who was involved in his crucifixion, as well as the most violent opposers of his truth and his people, are raised to behold him in his glory. So that's just a special resurrection for a certain number of the wicked. And then when Christ comes back after the thousand years in heaven, then the rest of the wicked will be raised so again that's why this title is chapter special resurrection in one of our previous lessons we asked uh what is the date and time that christ is going to return to earth did anybody have an answer no no
2: because the bible says no man knows the day nor the hour not even the angels
0: not even jesus are y'all sure about that Mm-hmm. Everybody sure? I don't know about Jesus. I know about the angels. Okay, look at the next paragraph on 272. It says, God announces the time of Christ's coming. As dark, heavy clouds came up and clashed, the atmosphere parted and rolled back. Then we could look up through the open space in where? Orion. What's going going on with Orion, why is it mentioned?
2: Because it's opening up, preparing the way for Jesus and the angels to come down through it. And and in terms of whether or not we know when he's gonna return, no, right now we don't. But at that moment when God announces it, then the saved will hear and they will know, but the wicked won't understand.
1: So, I want to bring this back not to be argumentative or anything. (laughs) (laughs) That there's a special resurrection before Jesus comes. And those people who are raised from the dead, you have some wicked people and those who pierce Christ's side, Christ in his side. And you have those who believed in the third angel's message. That's what it says. And so, let's just leave it there because I think later on in in the uh, chapter is going to clarify this whole point. Special resurrection before Jesus comes, as Karen just said. Orion is preparing for the coming of Christ. He hasn't gotten here yet? Yet these people, he hasn't called anybody from the dead yet.
0: Well, these these paragraphs aren't exactly in chronological order, though.
1: Okay, well let's because go.
0: Some of the writings are in different books, uh, and some of the writings are written. They're put in under these topics, but they're not chronological at this point.
1: Well, I think they are, but let's go on. Yeah. This is how married people disagree, okay?
0: <laughs>
1: what?
0: I so it says, then we could look up through the open space in Orion from where came the voice of God. Uh, that's Orion is a special place in prophetic history that that's where Christ shall return from heaven through an open space there, and if you've ever seen Orion, uh, it's the constellation Orion. It's like a hunter. And then there is a belt which shows the three brightest stars. And so apparently there is something that we can't see with the naked eye, but an opening that will be there when Christ comes. Uh, at one point, I remember several years ago, they said that scientists had, you know, with their big telescopes and micro, uh, microscopes and uh, ability to hear, they heard music coming from that area, from Orion's belt, which I thought was very interesting. You know, maybe they heard the angels of heaven singing, I don't know, but I thought that was pretty interesting. And does anyone here like looking at constellations other than myself? Looking at what? Constellations, the stars. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you've ever looked up, uh, got a telescope and looked up into outer space, and you try and look at stars, and you look at the planets, and it's very amazing. And people back in older days, before they even had telescopes like we do, they used to look at the constellations and wonder about things that were going on out, outside of their personal point of view. Uh, but it's very interesting when you actually see a planet with your own two eyes, And realize that, hey, it is out there. There are things out there that we can't see with our naked eyes, but that does not mean they don't exist. So we can't look through the open space in Orion. But the prophet says that from that area is where Christ shall return. Uh, Soon, it says, next paragraph on 272. Soon we heard the voice of God like many waters, which gave us today and hour of Jesus coming So right here is the first time where the day and hour of Jesus coming is given. And then to look at the next sentence. Says the living saints, 144,000 in number, knew and understood the voice while the wicked thought it was just thunder and an earthquake. So we had wondered the last week, last time we met about the 144,000. And this adds to it, it says the living saints, 144,000 in number. So that means there, uh, there's a lot of people going to pass away before Christ returns, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, it
0: is. And you think about all the people who will be saved, you know, billions of people, but only 144,000 will be alive at the moment that he returns. Wow, that's almost the whole earth. Yes, yeah, a lot of people. And it doesn't say how many wicked will still be alive So sometimes when some of our loved ones pass away, it is sad in an earthly sense, but you know, it's a blessing in a heavenly sense that the Lord's going to raise them when he returns. So uh, that's why we talked before that when you're praying for people, always pray in Jesus' name according to his uh, will and his decision-making power, because it might not be best for our loved ones to recover. It might be better if if the Lord allows them to go to sleep. And raises them when he returns to, to righteousness and glory. So I always pray uh, Thy will be done whenever praying for anyone that's ill or not doing well. Any thoughts on that uh, here in the day and hour of Jesus coming? Why do you think he doesn't tell us? If he told us, we can all be ready, right? We be
4: ready no, we would think that we could get ready at the last moment. Yep. We'll be like, I get ready on Tuesday. He coming Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll probably get
3: ready for and
4: Friday. um, So I have a question.
2: Um, Based mm-hmm. on what this is saying, you believe, Lee, that the 144,000 is a literal number or a representative number?
0: I think it's a literal number from what I've read. Just like it says, 144,000, the number of the living saints.
1: And plus, if there's that great earthquake before, that's going to take out a whole bunch of people.
2: I have a question. Hmm. So you think that the number that no man can number is going to come mostly from the dead?
0: I believe so. Because when you think of, uh, well, just Think of how many people are on Earth right now. What is it, like 3 billion? I'm not sure.
2: No, it's
0: 6 or 7 billion. It's okay. Both so to eight. Now think of all the, the time that the Earth has been around. And all the people who have passed away in the last 7,000 years. Right. A whole lot of people.
2: Yeah, but when you think about to- the fact so- that that he's gonna pour out of his spirit on all flesh before he comes. And you think about the fact that the first time he destroyed the earth, only eight people were saved. So you yeah. look at that and say, okay, if you, if you say, if you say, uh, well, probably that the numbers have increased over the centuries, but let's just say for the sake of argument that that every 100 years you have a turnover of 6 billion people. That's a lot of people
3: mm-hmm.
2: every 100 years. And then you say, "Okay, well, but he saved only eight the first time around. Then where is this number that no man can number going to come from, basically, if there's only 144,000 that are living when he returns, that that, if that number is literal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The majority of people have already passed away, in my opinion. Or will have passed away at that point. We read a lot about uh, people in the scriptures, and it doesn't mention everybody that believed, but all those people have passed away, and we know for sure that the disciples will be in heaven, but they're dead now. So a lot of people have already passed or will pass away. What
2: were you going to say, Jan? I I think, too, about the number of just seven-day
5: events in the world um because aren't we at is it 20 million
0: yeah it tends to hover around that
5: yeah and i i mean i'm not even talking about other denominations or people who believe that don't belong to an official religious group but just even that i mean are we i mean the majority of us are going to be wiped out or are we even going to make it to that point it's just I don't know. It's just something to think about. Even just for here in America, we have more than 144,000 people,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you look at some of these, um, these natural disasters, they take out a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And
0: climate change. The Lord says, a remnant shall be saved. A remnant's a small part of a, you know, if you have a big, big uh, bolt of cloth you know 100 yards or whatever well a remnant is just a small piece the remnant is exactly like the original cloth though but it's just that last little piece so uh, it's just a remnant going to be saved uh compared to how many people have been on the planet
2: right yeah. i just always understood that one hundred forty-four thousand to be a representative number but
0: yeah there's always that discussion about it and that's why um Uh, we always say that even though we may finish a book or go through a book together, doesn't mean we know everything. (laughs) We just steady learning, trying to come to a knowledge of the truth and some things the Lord doesn't uh, give us enough information to try and make a determination on. You know, some things just not important. Uh, A lot of people get hung up on the 144,000, but uh, just, you know, if we just focus on making our, our own calling and election sure, that's more than enough for us to be concerned with and trying to live a, be a living witness for Christ. Mm-hmm. I believe one other
3: thing is we need to, uh, we need to really think about a sobering thought, you know, when Ellen White says that not one in a hundred are ready mm-hmm. uh, to be translated now. So Jan-
2: Actually, I thought she said not one in 20.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah no, I think that's
0: I think that's two different remarks. One in one hundred, yeah. then something about one in twenty, also.
3: But the point is, is that like Jan was saying, we have all these Adventists in the church now, twenty million, and then Ellen White says, well, out of that twenty million, not one in a hundred already. So that really now, when you think about it. 144,000 real slim slim pickings of those that God is going to be able to trust to make it through the time of trouble. But <clears throat> we just need to make our lambs call it. that number because I'm in a number that's going to heaven.
0: Right. Kind of cut out a little bit at the end. But yeah, the important point is, you know, let's pray and... Pray that the Lord allows us to be one of the ones that's in the, the big number. I don't have to be one of the last, you know, alive. I just want to be in heaven with Christ when it's all done with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, you know, this all gives us more opportunity to study and to pray uh, on these different things that we discuss, you know, so that we can come back and say, Oh, guess what I read. And, and this might help clear some things up. So don't, mm-hmm think that we have all the answers because we don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody else had a comment? Okay. It says uh, on 273. Oh, it's interesting because the note at the bottom of 272 says, the voice of God is heard repeatedly During the period immediately preceding Christ's return. So it's not just one time, but they've heard God's voices several times. It says at the end of this, every sentence God pronounced, the saints shouted, glory, hallelujah. Their countenance were lighted up with the glory of God and they shone with glory, as did the face of Moses when he came down from Sinai. Why was Moses' face shining? He was in the presence of God. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Says the wicked couldn't even look upon them because of the uh, shine, the glory of God shining from them. And when the blessing was pronounced on those who had honored God, keeping His Sabbath holy, says there was a mighty shout of victory over who? The,
2: the beast, beast
0: in his and image. image. Yeah, and we talked about that. Who is the beast in his image?
4: Satan and his minions. No,
0: ultimately,
2: yeah, ultimately, but, um, it is the Catholic institution and those that, um, followed that. It's apostasy, the, apost- right. the apostolic Christian
0: churches, right? The, the the, pap- the papacy is the beast and apostate Protestant, the image of the beast. And, you know, that's going to happen before Christ returns. And that's when the laws will come out uh, threatening people with fines, imprisonment, and death for keeping God's holy Sabbath. And we had talked about this. With, uh, would you be able to worship on Sunday and Saturday to prevent from being uh, punished? But it's going to come down to a choice ultimately, and you're going to be asked to make a decision. Do you accept God's holy Sabbath day or do you accept man's Sabbath day? And it's always been that way from the beginning. We either accept God's salvation or we accept the counterfeit man's salvation. And that's always been the choice throughout the ages. And it will be the final question that each of us will have to answer also. Sister White said that she had heard the, while well, she is in vision, she heard the voice of God saying, giving the hour proclaim the day and hour, but she couldn't remember it after she came out of vision. What do you think of that?
4: Because it was not meant for other
0: people to know. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I don't think God intended for her to remember it. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever had a dream and then you couldn't remember it when you woke up? Yep. Yeah, it happens, but I, I agree that, that's not for us to know. And the Lord didn't want her to remember it. So he wiped it from her memory.
3: Mm-hmm. Again,
0: for those reasons we spoke about earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To know when, we just need to know he's coming.
2: It's interesting though, that it was even revealed to her in a dream.
0: Yeah. As that is very interesting. So there's something, uh, what happens to the the wicked? When they see all these things going on, what do they do? When the heavens shaking, the earth reeling to and fro, what did the wicked shout?
4: Mountains.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And do what?
2: Yeah, they're they want they running and they're trying to run and hide and asking the mountains and the rocks to fall on them and hide them from his face.
0: Did yeah, the mountains
4: oblige? Are the mountains going to oblige?
0: <laughs> Only because they're already crumbling and shaking. But well, remember that song, No Hiding Place?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You, the rocks that hide my face, the rocks cried out, no hiding place. Yeah. There won't be any hiding place, you know, and, and it's kind of foolish for people to think that the mountains would listen to them like Alvin is saying, are the mountains going to listen to them? No, mountains don't don't listen to you. Yeah, always- and it
2: was, what's funny about that lee is that at mm-hmm. that point in time they're going to be obeying the voice of god and so they're going to be like oh, i think Alvin was saying they're going to be crumbling because the the lord has 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 you know called into place an earthquake
0: yeah exactly uh sometime it's interesting uh you you watch a documentary about people who've been through a hurricane or a tornado and and when they talk about it, they speak about it like nature actually was after them personally. They said, the tornado had evil in its eyes and came right for me. You know, the tornado ain't paying you no attention. <laughs> it's just part of nature, it does what it does. And it doesn't care about you or else. And it's always kind of interesting how you could have a hurricane killing hundreds of people, an earthquake, a flood, whatever, destruction left and right, but the very next day, the sun comes out and the birds are chirping and everything. Because nature doesn't know you. So these people hollering at the mountains to hide us. It's just. Hey, I want to share something with y'all.
4: You know, those California fires? Uh, y'all heard about Ellen G. White's uh, home was spared from the fire. Everything burnt up around it and it was still standing tall. Mm-hmm.
0: I hadn't heard that. Uh,
3: Yep. Look it up. Yeah, I had heard the fire was coming towards the house and they had put out the word for, for the saints to pray. So that's good to know God sent his angels. Lee, I was going to add that, um, you know, the people are going to be crying out for the rocks to fall on. They're really trying to hide and this, that and the other. It's not so much that they are afraid of the impending doom as much as it is that they just, the evilness in their heart just can't stand to be in the holy righteousness of Christ. Like a little child when they know they've done something bad and the parent is coming home and they hide like like our first parents did after they had eaten the forbidden fruit. The guilt and the shame and just uh, being in the holy presence of God, they would rather die, commit suicide than to stand and gaze
0: at, at his face. Hmm. Yeah, and then on 274, it asked to do that by saying, but they did not repent of their wickedness. No, nope, because their conscience is a, a seer with a hot iron. Yeah. It says says, wicked are filled with regret, not because of their sinful neglect of God and fellow man, but because God has conquered because his word is true and he's come back, just as he said. Uh, what happens to all the people's uh big houses and gold and silver and cars and all that
4: they are going to be able to take shelter yeah right
0: hmm? <laughs> all that's
2: going to crumble as far uh, yep, as how <laughs> all of that and 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 gold and silver's not going to do them any good in the great day of the lord Mm-mm. they can't buy their way out of of a life of um,
0: um
2: a life that was led against god
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm In Deuteronomy 28, it says thou should not turn to the right hand or the left to serve other gods, to follow other gods or serve them. And there's a lot of people in the world who are following other gods, whether it be money or position or um, entertainment or whatever, but they've put these things ahead of God. And at the last, when he returns, all that stuff's going to be destroyed. All of it. Can't take it with you. That's one thing for sure. You know, now, as long as I've been in uh, in the Adventist church, people have always mentioned, uh, I've heard it said, you know, and I didn't know exactly what it means, but on the next paragraph on 274, where Jesus descends in power and glory, then it says, soon there appears in the east, what? A small
5: black cloud,
0: about half the size of a man's hand. All right. I used to hear that when I was growing up, and I was like, what does that mean? But it seemed like everybody knew that much about the second coming. What is, it, what is that talking about? What's going to happen? And that cloud is going to get brighter
3: and brighter and brighter until it fills up the whole sky from the retinue of angels coming back and God and this whole host coming back to redeem his people.
0: Hmm. Uh, Lakita had a dream about that cloud before you want to share your dream.
1: Yeah. Well, just when I was a little girl, I really didn't believe in um, church. My family wasn't in church. And I didn't really believe about Jesus coming back. And so um, I guess I went to bed thinking about it, but I didn't know about the black cloud or anything like that. I just know that people were saying he was coming back. And I was kind of wondering would that really happen? So I had a dream about um, the cloud coming back. And I was looking up in the east, I didn't know it was the east. I was looking up and I saw this cloud coming and it just came to my mind that that was Jesus. And the question that was on my mind at that point was, did I tell my friend? I could look down the street at her house and see her. She was stunned. Did I tell my brothers? I looked up, there was my brother, he was stunned. And um, it was a lot of noise and people was running everywhere. That was the dream. But the thing that stood out was, had I told anybody that Jesus was returning? Mm -hmm. So, but I asked the the lady who took us to church about the dream and and, uh, she told me, yes, it is. It was a dream that Jesus is returning.
0: Very interesting. Anybody else have a comment about the small black cloud? Yeah, it says uh, the next paragraph says, "With anthems of celestial melody, the holy angels, a vast unnumbered throng, attend him on his way." So thousands and ten thousand times thousands of thousands of angels are coming with Christ. And in the scriptures it says, "In heaven there was silence." And you know, I always wondered why is it silent in heaven? Because all the angels are down here coming with Christ to the second coming. And no one can really, even though we have different um, descriptions of Christ's second coming and we have some real nice pictures in the books of it, nothing's going to be able to explain or or give us a full detailed image of how beautiful and how wonderful his second coming is going to be, because it just can't enter our mind. As Christ comes, descends upon the cloud, wrapped in flaming fire, the heavens roll together like a scroll. Mountain and islands moved out of their place. No way we can uh, imagine what that's really going to look like. It's just unbelievable. It says on 275, those who have acted the most prominent part in rejection, rejection and crucifixion of Christ come forth to see him as he is. And those who have rejected Christ come up and see the saints glorified. It's at that time the saints are changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and are caught up to meet their lord in the air. Now it says the very ones who placed upon him the purple robe and put the crown of thorns upon his brow and those who put nails through his hands and feet look upon him and bewail. Well. And they remember how his love was slighted and his compassion was. and they think about Barabbas, how Barabbas a murderer and robber was chosen instead of Christ. And then how they taunted him, the priest and ruler, saying, "Let him come down from the cross and will believe it. He saved others; he himself he cannot save. All those insults, all those comments, all the uh, suffering caused by, caused to him and his disciples, that's going to be fresh in their memory as when they had actually done it. That's going to be a terrible thing to remember. How you looked in Christ's eyes, and and uh, t- and uh, treated him wrongly. And now here he is coming in power and glory. Isn't that amazing?
4: How are they going to be looking Christ's eyes and not fall out, not fall down for the brightness?
0: Allow them long enough to see and remember.
4: Oh, okay. Got it. It
0: says every
1: eye to see him and every ear to hear.
3: Mm -hmm. And also, this is a special resurrection. So God is allowing this for a special reason. Those people that mocked him and and, and said he was a, a imposter, the most violent opposers of God. God has given them a special reprieve to be able to witness this. So that's supernatural right there. Amen.
0: It's very,
2: very it's just, You know, I, I wonder why he's allowing that, because they're going to see him, then they're going to die again, and they're going to be dead for the thousand years, then they're going to die eternally. So... It's not like they're going to retain that in their memory, but God has His
0: reason, I guess. Well, it's written and prophesied that it's going to happen.
2: Yep, yep, it'll
0: happen. It's very interesting. Um, you know, something that I always think about is, whenever I see Barabbas' name, that uh, Satan always has a counterfeit for everything God does. You know, mm-hmm. has a counterfeit for everything, and Barabbas. Uh, the word Abba means father, and the word Bar means son. Barabbas meaning son of the father. But he's the counterfeit son of the father, and the people chose him over the real son of the father. Mm. Always a counterfeit. We have to be very careful, you know, not to be fooled by the counterfeit. Everything that God does, Satan wants to trick us into. Falling for something else. Even when you pray and ask God for a blessing, you got to be careful for the counterfeit. You know, don't just jump at the first thing necessarily. You have to listen to the Lord's voice speaking to you. Because the devil might say, put something in your path. And if you're not listening to God, you think that's his blessing and end up worse off. So always be aware and be alert for the counterfeits too truly going to be an amazing time period in earth's history uh, and that's why the people who live through it are going to have special robes with red on the, on the bottom to signify they went through uh, let's go to page 276 again it's talking about the children of god seeing that cloud and this the, the uh, clouds roll back like a sc- scroll and then it says marvel not at this for the hour is coming in which All that are in the grave shall hear his voice and come forth. This voice is soon to resound throughout the nations of the dead. And every saint who sleeps in Jesus shall awake and leave his prison house. Says the precious dead, all the way from Adam down to the last saint who dies, will hear the voice of the son of God and come forth from the grave to immortal life. That's going to be a lot of people, right? Yeah, I thought this, I always thought this was interesting when people, um, I've heard people, uh, pastors in a sermon say uh, when when Jesus called Lazarus forth, he had to mention his name, otherwise, all the dead would have risen. Mm-hmm. He said, All the dead come out, they would have all rose up, but he had to be specific and say, Lazarus, I'm talking to you, not everybody else in there. I thought that was pretty interesting.
2: So, do you think that when the last trump sounds, the righteous will each hear their own name called by God? Because what would be the difference between that and and then the unrighteous coming up also?
0: Any comments on that?
1: He's not talking to them. That's why they. Not... You know, God can do anything. He can say, come forth and, and the people that's supposed to come forth is gonna come forth. And those that are not, will not. So, I, and, but it, I think he can also do what you're saying, Karen. He can say the word, come forth, and we all hear our own name being called. I believe that, mm-hmm. like in a conversation and you're talking to somebody and there's two or three people standing there in the conversation Everybody can hear somebody going to hear something a little different because, you know, we can hear stuff that we, you know, that we think we hear and stuff. So we can do it now.
5: And, you know, Karen, I think, too, that when God said, my sheep hear my voice, the ones who, who lay, who, who's in the grave that never knew God when they was living, they're not going to hear a voice. So I think when he says, my sheep hear my voice, I think when he calls, come forth, the ones that knew him, tried to live, you know, on earth as God will have them to live, they're going to hear his voice. They're going to know that's the voice of their God.
2: Yes, that's interesting. And I think too possibly that uh, we know that there are times when God has spoken to man and only those who uh, were in him. Understood, and this and this this lesson points out that there will be those that understand his voice and what he's saying, and the wicked will not understand it. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: that could be possible too.
0: Now Jesus said he laid down his life. Who gave him power to take it up? He did. Yeah, he did.
2: The Father
0: he did. Right. He said, "I lay down my life, and I take it back up." So mm-hmm. when he calls. He gives those dead in Christ the power to come up, not give power to his word and it's for whom he chooses it to be for. There's a lot going to be going on, a lot for us to study, you know, about the second coming and even about the resurrections that's going to be going on. And if it, uh, wicked dead wake up,
1: they can't come out the grave because <laughs> they're going to be just woke in their graves because he's not opening their graves up. Mm, that's
0: a thought <laughs> yeah it's going to be a lot going on and uh you know when you see that type of thing when you see it happening it says on 277 says the child of god and it's talking about the righteous will be terror stricken at the first sight of the majesty of christ because they feel that they cannot live in his holy presence remember elijah he said woe to me i'm undone uh for i have seen god but mm-hmm. You know, because he recognized his sinfulness and that he couldn't live in the sight of a holy God. So that's the first thought that would come to people's minds is, oh, man, I'm gonna be destroyed. You know, I'm not worthy. But God protects and he makes it uh, possible for us to live in his presence through the, the righteousness that he has put upon those who are his heirs. It says the heirs of God come from garrets, from hovels, dungeons, scaffolds, uh those are different torture instruments, mountains, deserts, caves from the caverns of the sea. Even people who died in the ocean from ocean depths and mines and mountains. When Christ comes to gather his faithful, the last trumpet and the whole earth from the loftiest mountain to the lowest, deepest mines, will hear, says the righteous dead, the righteous dead will hear the sound of the last trump. And will come forth from their graves to be clothed with immortality and to meet their Lord. People coming from everywhere. No one is overlooked. All that are righteous will hear the voice and come forth with victory and triumph. From all over the place, wherever a person has died or been buried, if they died in Christ, they're going to come up from there. Yes, yeah, so that would be kind of scary unless you know, That that's God's uh, prophecy being fulfilled, you know. You think you're seeing dead people come up, but you know that's how it's going to be when Christ returns. Not any time before then. (laughs) So if you see dead rising before that, then yeah, that's something to be afraid of. Comments on that? Nothing other than uh,
2: the ones that are gonna be raised to life before Christ comes back, so.
0: See, uh, on 278 coming of Christ, the wicked are blotted from the face of the earth, consumed with the spirit of his mouth, destroyed by the brightness of his glory. Christ takes his people to the city of God and the earth is empty of its inhabitants. The glory of his countenance, which to the righteous is life, will be to the wicked a consuming fire. Now, here's a good question. How is the destruction of the wicked an act of mercy? How is it merciful to destroy the wicked?
2: Because they would not be happy in heaven. Um, Their life of rebellion against God, it says here, and uh, purity and holiness and peace would be, torture to
0: them okay actually torture yeah
2: that's an interesting word to say torture
0: to them right they
2: couldn't stand it
0: and again the glory of god would consume them because of sinfulness so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: there's no way they could live there says they would long to flee from that holy place and welcome destruction to be hidden from the face of him who died to redeem them He died to redeem them, but they want to be hidden from his face. But the next sentence makes up a good uh, reason why. Says the destiny of the wicked is fixed by their own choice. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How is that true?
2: Because everybody has a choice of how they're going to live. Whether they're going to do right or whether they're going to do wrong, whether they're going to submit their hearts to Christ or they're going to um, mark out paths of their own choosing.
0: I thought the devil made them do it.
2: He tempts them, but he can't force anybody to do anything because God gave us free
0: will. Mm. So the wicked's exclusion from heaven is voluntary with themselves. They chose to be excluded and just and merciful on the part of God. You know, I always uh, mention that renting properties, I explain to new tenants, I I tell them, if you get evicted, it's your fault. It's it's not my fault you got evicted. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: It's the same thing that God is saying here. The destiny of the wicked is fixed by their own choice. They chose not to follow God. They chose to disobey. They chose not to believe. They chose to believe the devil's lies instead of God's holy Bible. So nobody's fault. As they say, every tub got to do what? Stand on its own bottom. Mm. I I wonder if anyone has a thought on this, uh, page 280, homework bound, whether living righteous are changed at the voice of God made immortal, called up to meet the Lord in the air. Friends who were long separated by death, reunited with songs of gladness, ascend to the city of God. It says we all entered the cloud together and were seven days tending to the sea of glass. Heaven must be a long way off to take seven days, huh? Okay.
2: I don't think it's that so much as uh God is going to be teaching those who didn't know about the Sabbath about the Sabbath on the way. Mm. Cuz if we if we if we are if we are going to be changed in the blink of an eye, we could be transported to heaven in the blink of an eye. The children of Israel uh when they were traveling, it it was like 70 miles from I mean I'm sorry, the distance from St. Louis to Kansas City to the Canaan land, but it took them 40 years. So
3: Well, it took them 40 years because God knew that they didn't have the faith to go through and deal with those Philistines and all those cities.
2: Absolutely. So God
3: had to take them the long way. Absolutely.
2: And I think that the same thing, the seven days is going to be for those who died, living up to all the life that they had, but they didn't know about the Sabbath.
3: And also God said that everybody who goes into heaven is going to keep a Sabbath before they go in. So when it talks about heaven is going to be empty for the span of a half an hour, that's seven days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, heaven is the third heaven, heaven where angels, where God is. We have the, the atmospheric heaven where the birds fly. Then you have the stellar heaven where the stars are. But, you know, we used to sing that song way beyond the blue. Mm-hmm. So he's in the third heaven. So they don't even have, they can't even measure the universe. You know, light travels at 186,000 miles per second. So they have to measure it in terms of light years. The Milky Way galaxy is 200,000 light years. Across just this one galaxy. So to get from Earth to heaven in seven days, <laughs> you're going faster than any conceivable uh, uh, speed that you can even think of.
0: <laughs> mm. Uh Patsy, did you have a comment
5: Uh-uh no, they answered
0: it okay, yeah, so it doesn't it wouldn't take God seven days. He just chooses to take seven days, as was mentioned uh so that's very interesting you know what if what if it actually took seven days and you prayed for immediate help, and the angels couldn't get here that quick. So we know the angels are dispatched immediately and get here. Doesn't take seven days. It's just what God is planning for us to do. It says the Savior's joy is in seeing in the kingdom of glory the souls that have been saved by His agony and humiliation. And then on two eighty-one, it talks about the saints are given crowns and harps. It says there, I saw a great number of angels bring from the city glorious crowns. A crown for every saint with his name written on it as jesus called for the crowns angels presented them to him and then with his own right hand the lovely jesus placed the crowns on the heads of the saints so there's a crown for every saint with his name on it so when people say somebody's going to steal your crown is that true <laughs> not in heaven no one is going
2: to steal it in heaven But there is the admonition to one of the churches that see that no man take your crown, meaning that you don't turn away from the faith.
0: It says, on the sea of glass, the 144,000 stood in a perfect square. Some of them have very bright crowns, others not so bright. What do you think is making some crowns bright and others not as bright? Some have more stars, which represent the souls
3: instrumental in saving
0: hmm the crown of life will be bright or dim will glitter with many stars or be lighted by a few gems in accordance with our own course of action what is that talking about in accordance with our own course of action we get stars in our crown soul winning soul winning soul winning how come we don't hear much about that in church anymore? Hmm. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, I, I, I do think there are still, you know, people out there that even through this pandemic that are using other methods to reach people and to do so and to do so uh, winning. So I think I think it's going on. It's just that we're not together to find out what, you know, hey, brother so-and-so, you know, what did you do? And, you know, being able to share it face-to-face, but I think it's
0: definitely being done. Excellent point. There's all kinds of ways to win souls, right? It says, there will be no one, there will be no one saved in heaven with a starless crown. If you enter, there will be some soul in the course of glory that has found an entrance there through your instrumentality. So everyone that makes it to heaven will have influenced someone else who also made it to heaven. So through your witness, however you do it, personal witness, personal ministry, uh, uh, generosity, education, Bible studies, knocking on doors, giving out food, however you reach people for Christ is going to make a difference, you know, for that person. If they enter heaven, then that's going to be a star in your crown. It's, uh going to be very nice. It says... Before entering the city of God, the Savior bestows upon his followers the emblems of victory and invests them with the signia of their royal estate. The glittering ranks are drawn up in the form of a hollow square around the king. Upon the heads of the overcomers, Jesus with his own right hand places the crown of glory, and in every hand are placed the victor's palm and the shining heart. Then as the commanding angel strikes a note, every hand sweeps the heartstrings with skillful touch, awakening sweet music and rich melodious strains. Before the ransom throng is the holy city and Jesus opens wide the pearly gates and the nations that have kept the truth enter in. Won't that be amazing? Beautiful. Yeah, that's gonna be unbelievable to see. You know, and sometimes they'll have uh, different movies or different books or magazines, whatever, trying to express the second coming or express what heaven looks like or what Eden looked like. And they just don't do it justice. Only when we get there will we see how glorious and magnificent and majestic heaven is and how glorious and majestic Jesus is with our own eyes. That's just going to be a great day. And when we get there, we're all going to shout, heaven is cheap enough. All these little things that I went through on earth, nothing compared to the glory that we shall see when Christ calls us all live with him in glory forever, amen. 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 All right. Elder so the Carol, you know there was a play that came
5: on before they had the uh the debate, it was a it was called Cosmic whatever. And it started saying some stuff that definitely was against the Bible. So when I picked up uh my retired teacher that I we we went we had her grandson and to be, and he's been baptized in his church, and he was saying he was asking some questions. She said, "Now tell Miss Harper what you, what I made you do." He said, "She made me cut it off because it was telling lies." And then I remembered. I said, "I know what you're talking about because, like I said, I was waiting for the presidential debate, and they were saying from under the sea this little thing came, and that's how we was created. And when the stars collided, that's how the universe is." And I thought, even I turned it off. I said, "How?" But if you were a non believer and you were a person that's not studying your Bible, that stuff would have made sense to you. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just, I just, I was just outdone. I said, with all the parents that's trying to teach the kids, you know, study the Word of God and, you know, and explain it, that particular thing, and I, she like I said, Mary said it's gonna be a series, and I'm not ever gonna let my grandson even close, uh, turn on to it. But I just thought we have to really get out there and let people know what thus said the Lord, because that and it was and they had all these science based stuff, and I said if if you just a normal kid, even a high school kid studying science, you might start believing some of that crazy stuff.
0: That's right. Uh, by beholding we become changed and we have to guard the avenues of the soul because the devil's out there trying to get people to believe the falsehoods that we were talking about and it is good that if if a show is uh, given falsehoods just turn it off I like to watch different documentaries but sometimes they come up with some crazy ideas and I end up just turning it off I would like to watch it but I don't want to hear that nonsense so that's a good thing and that was a good witness to the people that were Uh, listening with you. So let's continue to pray, study, read up on God's word, uh, investigate things that you might have questions about, and then come back and share it with us. Uh, Karen, which chapter are we on next week?
2: Uh, Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, Chapter 72, Parents and Children.
0: Oh, that'll be a good one, Parents and Children, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, is there any special prayer request before we go? Yes,
1: yes um, I have to. Uh, before we go there, I wanted to say. So, you guys said it was twenty million people in the um, church in the church, and that one in one hundred people are, um, will be saved. You know, according to Sister White's words. Well, I did the thing. One in one hundred is 0.01%, uh percent. And if you multiply that by twenty million, you come out with just two hundred thousand people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, special prayer request.
5: My prayer, special prayer request. First, I want to give praise to God for healing those that did come down with the virus, and then I want to ask prayer for those, especially our president and his his uh, loved ones that even the, you know, the ones around the United States that are now uh, getting the virus, that they would continue to look to God, you know, for understanding, because he is the ultimate healer. So I'm praying for those who have the virus.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh, I have prayer requests for my family, my children, that they would draw closer to God, and that they would um, develop a personal relationship with him and trust and obey him and also for uh, my children uh, they're having difficulties in their marriage and so I'm just praying that the Lord will heal that
0: okay I'm
4: um, a prayer for myself and my family spiritual growth all right and the people I met witness to for the past couple of weeks, those people.
0: All right? Any others?
1: Mm. Everything everybody else prayed
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we always want to remember our church family. And the work of the Lord continue to move. And remember our
2: pastor who's traveling, I think he said tomorrow.
4: I want to add something. Go ahead. My children studies and their classmates. All right. Thank
0: you. Okay. Let's bow our heads. We'll close up with a word of prayer. Dear loving Father, we thank you so much for your blessed word, which encourages us and gives us Hope for a brighter tomorrow, dear Lord, which lets us know that you're soon to return. Take each of us who has kept you in our hearts and our minds uh, back to heaven with you. Lord, bless us as we continue on this road to sanctification, the road to glory, the road to righteousness, the road to a right relationship with you. We ask and pray, dear Lord, with all humility, that you would bless all those who may have caught the uh, COVID-19 virus, Lord, Help them to keep their trust in you as the great physician and the only true healer. We ask and pray that those who you have blessed not to get it, Lord, will continue to live healthy lives and to avoid it as best as possible and to continue to depend upon your protecting care. We ask also, Lord, for each and children. Lord, bless them and keep them safe from hurt, harm, and danger. Bless each one of us to find a closer walk with you, dear Lord, a right relationship. Help us to develop the trust and dependence that we need to survive through these last days that are upon us. We ask also, dear Lord, that you will bless each of us for spiritual growth, Lord. Help us continue to study your word, to pray, to witness, to point Christ out to others, and to come together in discussion time where we can share ideas and thoughts and opinions, and then where we can study even more to find out what thus saith the Lord. Bless each of us to be faithful witnesses for you, Lord, servants of God and friends to man. Help us not to get lazy just because we're not congregating at the church right now, but help us continue to witness how we may, through deed or through action or through words online or offline and in person, Have we may, dear Lord. Bless your bless our entire church family. Be with our pastor and his family as they have uh, traveling back home. Please continue to watch over each of our members, Lord. Those who would are in attendance on Sabbath and those who are not, those who are tuning in on Wednesdays and Sabbath afternoons and those who are not, Lord. Help each of us to pray for one another and to give each other a call to encourage each one in the Lord. These things we ask and pray in your blessed name, Lord Jesus. Amen and thank you. Amen. Amen.
5: Everybody, don't forget that Northside started uh, their uh, Daniel Drive-In so you can park on the parking lot, and we do, um, we do Friday, Sabbath, Sunday, and Monday at 7 o'clock in the evening. So everybody's welcome. All right. Okay. Thank you, Patsy. All right. Bye-bye. How long is that going
2: to be going on, Patsy?
5: Uh, it goes for well we started September twenty sixth and it goes to October the seventeenth, but it's only from seven to eight. Pastor lets us out definitely at eight. So he okay. he barely he hasn't ran over. He's been time conscious.
2: Okay.
0: Now is he like would, at the front of the parking the area?
5: They put he they, uh when you they show you how to park, they kinda have a slanting and I said then he had the big screen up. And then he has, look at computers you can look at, but you don't have to get out of your car, but they do have seats that are six inch, are six feet apart. So if you want to get out and sit in a chair, but you, you know, everybody can see him, but you don't have to get out of your car not unless you want to.
0: Okay. Hmm.
2: Okay.
0: All right, then. Thanks for tuning in and let others know that they're more than welcome to join us next Sabbath at 2.30.
2: Okay.
0: Bye. Right. Everybody, right. happy Sabbath. Bye-bye. Happy
2: Sabbath. Have a good week, everyone.